the great good news of our practice, which Deborah alluded to this morning, is that we are only creating the conditions for those qualities that are already intrinsic to us can express themselves. That we're uncovering what is always already there but becomes obscured by our, our mental habits, our habits of distraction, our habits of uh, ill will, uh, fear, just so many habits that, uh, that cloud our perception and uh, sometimes make us feel like this sense of happiness and well-being is not even possible. But without doing anything, and as a, as a teacher, somebody who takes this seat and who's met with you know thousands upon thousands i've have the i've had the great good fortune of seeing what happens over the course of the retreat and the other teachers will agree that after a few days all of a sudden everyone starts to look really um, luminous and so sweet this intrinsic quality of goodwill and love just flows when uh, when our conditions are a little bit safe. And when our mind is a little bit more free or free of its usual preoccupations, as one teacher put it, when the mind is free of its usual preoccupations, it becomes quiet. And if you don't disturb that quiet and you stay in it, you discover that it's permeated with a light and a love he, he gets kind of grand, that you've never known, but you recognize it at once as your natural state. He also says that the, uh, the unruly mind will break that peace and obliterate that vision. We're conditioned, but it's bound to return if the effort is sustained until all bonds are broken, grasping and attachment ends and life becomes a flow of love and presence, mindfulness. So another reminder is, is that Deborah alluded to that we're not creating anything here except the conditions to allow what is natural to us to flow. The natural expression of a, a heart or mind that's awake, and we use the word heart and mind interchangeably as the same thing. We could easily call it heartfulness or kindfulness we, but we have this kind of conceptual split between mind and heart. They're really, in the traditional language, they're the same thing. Chitta, consciousness, that has the, all of these intrinsic qualities. And these intrinsic qualities that the, the Buddha highlighted really beautifully in his teaching were really the basis for the talk that Don gave yesterday afternoon, the exercise of self-compassion, the basis of that is this quality of goodwill or loving kindness called metta. And just to l a little back up on the teaching, when metta meets some either a personal or other pain or worldly pain, it expresses itself as compassion, as the resonance of the heart, the quivering of the heart. When it meets uh, someone who's in a great state, 
a state of good fortune, it resonates as this kind of altruistic joy. And as that, that loving kindness spreads in much more universal sense to all beings, where it's less sentimental and just much more this boundless sense of goodwill, it expresses itself as this great grandmotherly-like love called equanimity, where that where you, you care about this world, but you are so, but you are so steady that, that you can accommodate all those joys and sorrows. You can accommodate the conditions that are not necessarily to your liking. But you, so the boundless heart has this quality of balance in it as well. So this is the, oh, the expression of awakened consciousness. And as one of my friends used to say, yeah, this is the view from above. But as conditioned humans, we have to, as he said, schlep up from below. But the beauty is that we, all that we really need to do, and I, it's, it's simple, but, it, but remembering is another thing. All we have to do is turn our attention, as James was saying last night, to incline our mind to the recognition and enjoyment of these heart qualities. Because they are unconditional qualities, all we have to do is turn toward them. It's not as though we need to create them. And so a very big part of our practice and the Buddha's recommendation is that we incline our mind from the time we wake up in the morning till the time we go to bed toward this friendliness, toward loving kindness. And his teachings and the practices that those came from all sprang from a, from a sutra called the Metta Sutra, Metta Sutta. And I will read it to you. Many of you have probably heard this before. Many of you probably in this room have memorized it and, and recite it to yourself every day. This is what should be done by those who are skilled in goodness and who know the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways. That's, that's revolutionary, isn't it? Sorry. Unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove, wishing in gladness and in safety. May all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short, or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Big challenge right now. 
in our world. Let none, let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings, radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upward to the skies, downward to the depths, outward and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. By not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from the dependency on sense desires, is not born again into the cycle of suffering. So this liberating force in our heart that, that is so uh, essential uh, to, as a, it's also considered a purification, a practice for ill will and for fear. And in some of the teachings, the, when, when the, the monks came to the Buddha and they were asked to sit in the forest and do their practice under a tree in quiet place. They were afraid of the beings of the forest. And the Buddha said, fortify yourself, inoculate yourself with this field of loving kindness. It both pacifies your heart and pacifies the spirits and the beings in, that, in the forest around you. And you can feel the way a being, any being in your life who radiates that quality of metta, of loving kindness, uh, creates a feeling in you of safety and the feeling of the beings around them. So that sutta teaching has turned into, into practices that are at the heart of every, at the heart of awakening joy, at the heart of every uh, insight meditation retreat. Really very central in the teachings. And there is a, um, if that doesn't inspire you at all to practice loving kindness, perhaps the traditional list of the benefits of metta might entice you. It says, people who practice metta sleep peacefully, wake peacefully, dream peaceful dreams. People love them. Angels love them. Angels protect them. Poisons and weapons and fire don't harm them. Their faces are clear. Their minds are serene. They die unconfused. And when they die, their rebirth is in the heavenly realm. I'm sure that's the main reason that you'll practice. So I'd like us to practice some metta today. And as a prelude to practicing metta, loving kindness, this basis for all the, the immeasurable qualities of the heart, 
a reminder, we, what we will do today is in a few different ways, showing how perhaps it's a, it can be a creative practice and you can, there's no cookie cutter approach. You don't, there's not just one way to do it. But we will begin by directing thoughts or feelings of loving kindness toward ourselves. The Buddha said that you could scan the entire world and not find anyone more deserving of loving kindness than ourselves. But what is also, what's relevant to us in the West, and this is highlighted slightly uh, shockingly by the Dalai Lama, Westerners, people who live in this modern era, seem to be plagued by self-judgment and self-hatred. He was shocked by how much, uh, how, how difficult it was for um, people to feel a basic goodwill for themselves. And of course, it's already an act of loving kindness that you've come here on retreat. It, it, I can't think of a, of a more loving thing to do than to, to bathe your body in silence and safety and goodwill even though it's challenging. But we will direct these uh, thoughts and feelings of loving kindness to ourselves. But I thought today that because it's all about gladdening, that maybe we would uh, celebrate uh, our hearts, our capacity by chanting a little bit first. So I'd like us to do a, a meta chant. And first I will read the English to you. And then we will do it call and response. You don't have to know this, so it'll flow along. So it starts by, by reminding us of the capacity to awaken and the, the, the support of the teachings and the support of the community. It says, by this practice in accord with the Dharma, I honor the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha. I honor my mother, my father. I honor... That my teachers, and then it goes on to say, may all beings, all living things, all creatures, all individuals, all personalities, all females, all males, all noble ones, all who are not nobles, all deities or celestial beings, all humans, all those in unhappy circumstances or states, may they be free from enmity, may they be free from mental suffering, may they be free from physical suffering. May they take care of themselves happily. May they be free from suffering. May they enjoy safety and abundance. May they have their actions or their karma as their true property. Uh, may all beings be happy. And then it, it says uh, sadhu or well-spoken or excellent, excellent. Okay. You ready? might as well see if you can find a posture that you're comfortable with. One of the things about being comfortable or about your heart being gladdened and at ease and even the feeling of goodwill when it happens to come, if it does, it's not always present, but if it happens to come, we just dwell in it. We don't try to hold on to it. We don't make it into a monument. We just dwell in it and let it just permeate our being and let it radiate. 
that feeling of goodwill. So it may come during this chanting, maybe not. And we'll, again, we'll be chanting in the Pali language, uh, which is similar to Sanskrit. Himaya Dhammanu, Himaya Dhammanu, Dhamma Patipatiya, Buddham Pujami, Himaya Dhammanu, Dhamma Patipatiya, Dhammam Pujami, with gusto. Himaya Dhammanu, Dhamma Patipatiya, Sankam Pujami, Himaya Dhammanu, Dhamma Patipatiya, Mata Pitunam Pujami, Mata Pitunam Pujami, Sabe Sata, Sabe Pana. Sabe Bhuta Sabe Pugala Sabe Atabawa Pariapana Saba Itio Sabe Purisa Sabe Arya Sabe Anarya Sabe Dehiwa Sabe Manusa Sabe Winipatika Winipatika Awera Hontu Awera Hontu Apia Paja Hontu Apia Paja Hontu Aniga Hontu Sukiatanam Pariharantu Dukamuchantu Yata Lada Sampatito Mahuigachantu Kamasaka Sabe Sata 
Sukihontu. Together, sadhu three times. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. If there's any impact to this chant, just let it wash over your being like a, a caress of loving kindness. Imbued with self-caring, friendliness, and, and that wish, that wish that we share with all beings to be happy. So just a few more things to say about the practice of metta. It is it is a general um, practice of awakening these heart qualities, but it's also done by some as a kind of concentration practice that where one dwells continuously on this quality and and when that when the dwelling on this quality meets a very well um, strengthened firm mind concentrated mind it exponentially uh, grows this quality so just know that it's possible to take time in your life to to do exclusive you know from time to time exclusive practice of of um, of metta, of loving-kindness. Today we will, we will start with directing it toward ourselves, but traditionally the practice of metta starts by, by um, bringing to our heart-mind someone who is pretty easy to feel friendliness and goodwill toward. Uh, and it's usually in the form of a benefactor, someone who who we respect, somebody who's helped us in our life, uh, spiritually, materially, been kind to us, the so-called benefactor. And we just, as a way of connecting with that feeling of metta, we hold them in our heart and we shower them with, with loving kindness. And it's one of the ways that we begin to be familiar with the feeling of of friendliness. So just even for a moment, reflect on someone in your own life that, who has been good to you, who has been a benefactor, and notice how it feels when you think of them. And then if it produces any feeling of goodwill in your heart, just dwell in that quality for a moment and just let it gladden, let it soften things. 
Just enjoy. As the practice moves on, always beginning with the inclusion of oneself. But as the practice develops, we move on to other beloved friends or other near and dear ones. And we include those in our circle of affection. It might even just for a moment give rise to someone near and dear. And once that momentum begins to grow, then we, we move on to someone we call the neutral person, which I think is included often in the, I, I like to think of the neutral as those who we may see every day. They may be sitting with you may in your orbit, but you don't feel one way or the other about them. You start to bring that person that you don't feel one way or the other. But I also like to include those who we are oblivious to, those who are unseen to us. And that, in that metta sutta, the seen and the unseen. And to keep widening our circle of affection so that we don't live in our little shroud of of individuality, that our bubble gets wider and wider until it includes all beings. After the neutral person, once the momentum is built a little bit more, and of course it's not linear, you can back up anytime. But once you move past the neutral person, you move on to, at that point you're ready for the difficult person, who you may not like, but you can come to a place where you where you can wish them well. As another being who, has, who draws breath, who had a mother, who was vulnerable, came into this world, who wants to be happy like you, even the difficult person can be someone who, who f- eventually comes into your circle of friendliness and goodwill and well-wishing. And then finally it expands to include include all beings in various categories, all, all the different gender possibilities, all the different orientations, all the different races, all the different classes, all the different circumstances until there is no one uh, that is excluded from your field of love and kindness. And that's very insightful. In fact, every time I've led, in, uh, led meta retreats, I, people report just um, just floods of insights about who was left out of their circle of affection, who they, when they bring them to mind, what ca- class of person or kind of person, who, where they hit the wall. So it's both informative and it's expansive until that quality of metta just flows very easily in all directions, above and below and all around. Again, today we'll focus on ourselves. When we, I'll do it two different ways today. If you can connect with the feeling of metta toward yourself, you just shower yourself with the feeling of goodwill. But often a way that people will connect with that feeling of goodwill 
is to let the feeling be carried along, um, be carried on the, the, the feeling and the meaning of what gets created when you think of the sense of being happy and the sense of, um, of, of what you really wish for yourself. So traditionally, it begins by wishing yourself, may, may I be happy and peaceful. So that word happiness is very much about what we're up to. And it ultimately means the the, the highest happiness that James spoke about last night, the happiness that does not depend on circumstances, the happiness of freedom that, that allows for all the other kinds of happiness to come in its wake. So that may I be happy, may I know the highest happiness, may I be peaceful. And the Buddha said that the highest happiness is peace, is the peace that comes when our mind is free of that that tendency toward contentiousness and grasping. May I be peaceful. And then it moves on to, may I feel safe. May I feel safe from inner harm, from safe with myself and safe with others. And safety is a big issue for so many in this world. And naturally, we wish that for ourselves and we wish that for others. Moves on to, may I feel uh, healthy and strong. And health is mental health, physical health, healthy habits, healthy lifestyle. May I have health and strength. But it also re- is includes it, included in that is a reminder that our health uh, has limitations just being human, and to include a a gracious meeting of our limitations, to be uh, kind to our limitations. And finally, may I have ease, ease of well-being. That's the traditional phrase, the sense of ease and well-being. So just for a moment, say the word happy and notice what happens. Not out loud, not out loud. Say the word internally, say the word peaceful. You may sense that there is some kind of resonance with these words. And that's the reminder that these are intrinsic qualities. Happy, peaceful. Say the word safe. Protected. healthy, strong. Ease, easeful, ease of well-being. Say the word ease. And then well-being, well-being. So any of these qualities that you feel the resonance of them at any time, if, if it uh, 
if you feel the effect of that, you just dwell in it. Dwell in that feeling of happiness and peace. Safety. Don't postpone this, as James was saying last night. Okay, while you're quiet and just taking in these qualities, just if you need to refresh your posture, fine. If not, just remain gently still. Posture that you can luxuriate in and enjoy. Let your eyes close gently. And bring your attention to the area around your heart area, your heart center, and you can feel free to make that physical gesture, making contact with the with the heart, some expression of friendliness. And you can just rub your heart for a moment, caress it. And be aware of your your whole mind and body process sitting here. Just let the awareness of your body double as as a field of loving kindness or loving awareness. As though you're enveloped in this this womb of kindness. Reflecting on that shared desire to be happy. We wish that for ourselves by just, just Dropping into our heart, dropping into this field of loving kindness, words that express that wish. Such as, may I be happy. And peaceful. May I be happy and peaceful. May I feel safe and protected. from inner and outer harm 
May I feel safe in this world. Letting yourself feel that sense of safety or even the possibility. May I feel healthy and strong. Healthy in mind and body. But may I accept my limitations with grace. And love. May my heart be at ease. And may I feel well. May I have ease of well-being. May my heart be touched by loving-kindness. May I accept myself just the way I am. Again, if at any moment of this process a feeling of goodwill awakens in you or is felt or any of the qualities that we're pointing to, allow yourself to enjoy them, to dwell in that sense of peace or well-being or graciousness or safety. If in this process of directing thoughts and feelings of friendliness and loving kindness toward yourself, you can't feel any 
goodwill toward yourself, you may imagine someone who you know cares about you, showering you with these same good wishes and just bathe in their friendliness toward you. And enjoy being in that field of metta. Now for a few minutes, allowing yourself to repeat inwardly in your own pace. This inclination of your heart toward friendliness by repeating inwardly these same wishes to yourself. At whatever pace allows you to to sense the feeling, the meaning. And any effect of these words, this feeling touching your heart. May I be peaceful and happy, safe, healthy, easeful, well, and you can use whatever phrases resonate with you and even without the phrases, just the feeling of goodwill toward yourself.
slowly and lovingly inclining your heart toward friendliness. Through the medium of these words that express that wish for yourself. In the last moments, just silently let whatever feeling of goodwill or whatever loving intention you have toward yourself, let it just radiate silently. Just letting it wash over you. Just bathing in the, the pleasure of the, of the field of friendliness. And if it overflows to the other beings in this room, let it happen.
May all of us be happy and peaceful. May all of us feel safe and protected from inner harm and outer harm. May we all be healthy and safe and strong and easeful and full of a sense of well-being. May we all be touched and bathed in a field of loving kindness. May we know it as the natural state of our own heart. Just curious for a few minutes if you have any comments or questions about, about attempting to direct thoughts and feelings of loving kindness toward yourself or anything else that was said about this practice, about these teachings. Please. Very difficult to do it for yourself. Other people feel easy. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I think if I took, I, I won't do it right now, but if I took the hands of everyone who has a difficult time and did you attend, did you experiment with imagining someone who loves you? Yes. And did that have any impact? Yeah. I mean, I feel that. Yeah, I can, I can the love of others. So that's a way, that's, is one way to start, is just bathe in the goodwill that you know others have for you and just let that let feeling touch you. Uh, but sometimes the way that we awaken this heart quality is through sharing, is through including others. And so as a, to, to bring to mind that person who, is, who you feel that easily toward and just let that quality of metta and pretty soon you'll get in the way. It'll just feed back because we don't exist alone apart from each other. So whatever you send out is going to come back. And not, I'm not just doing something mystical. You'll just start to feel it. Because what you're doing is connecting with what is within you. So, please.
Yes. So she was saying, for those who didn't hear, that when she, when I said, you know, if it spills over into others, she immediately felt the sense of dedication in others, and it just started, it just expanded exponentially, but then eventually you brought it back into your own mind and body. Yeah, without our individuality, we would not be able to know this experience of boundlessness. So it really does depend on you. Uh, so Beautiful. Thank you. She brought to someone to mind who she had a difficulty with, and her question is, if I'm sending metta to that person, am I just perpetuating some kind of engagement with that person, and just, am I being a glutton for punishment? <laughs> well, you know, if, it, if, if whatever you're doing is for the purpose of, of if you see that it's motivated by... by um, engaging in a drama and perpetuating a drama that that motivation will bring tension but if it really is for the mo to express goodwill is to free your heart from ill will then you can't you can't do it too much but in general we we try to first establish that feeling of goodwill uh, toward those who are easy and so that we're already filled with that sense of loving kindness then we bring someone to mind who is difficult and if you do find that it that you hit up against someone who's difficult and it and it your heart just kind of shrivels and contracts then it's always useful to back up to someone you can easily feel loving kindness that's in terms of this practice uh, it's obviously very creative and so you can do as much or as little as you like, but I, I can't imagine that your motivation would be to um, a kind of self-punishment. It sounds like anything that, any way that you incline toward goodwill is going to be of some benefit. But sometimes it's, the fire is too hot with certain people until our heart is much stronger or uh, is just happens to be full of, of goodwill and then sometimes that person gets in the way and all of a sudden we feel forgiveness, we feel uh, friendliness. And so it doesn't ever mean that you have to like that person, but you can see them as another human being and, and that can sometimes be a doorway to, to letting go. But don't push it. Don't push it. Please, last one. Is it okay to practice metta instead of vipassana? Instead of vipassana, and is it okay to, during the sittings? And is it okay to mix and match? Great question. In general, I think that we would generally prefer that that you practice what's being offered. 
you know, in the, the general instructions, but to accompany that practice, and you can at every sitting accompany that practice with some uh, loving-kindness practice, and also make sure that you're imbuing your mindfulness practice with loving-kindness so that it does have that flavor of, and I'm borrowing this from Ajahn Brahm, the flavor of kindfulness, that it's, that is imbued with kindness. So then you're, it's the, sep- the difference between the two or it's not as much as, as we can create. So in fact, as a way of ending, I wanted to, to merge these two worlds so that you didn't create a split in your mind between loving kindness and, and mindfulness by doing a little bit of directed mindfulness toward our body or directed loving kindness toward our bodies that have gone through a lot in these last few days. Have you noticed? It's pretty strenuous. It's, uh, it's not easy to maintain our posture, maintain continuity of practice. So we want to regard these bodies that have care- brought us here and that are carrying us through this retreat. And at the same time, it's a proxy for our mind and our hearts by just bathing our bodies in a, in a field of loving kindness. So just as we end, let your eyes close again. And be aware of the fact that you are aware. And and sense that your awareness can feel and surround and be wider than the contours of your body. As though your body is just, your general body is bathing in this field of loving attention. A wide attention to your whole body as it sits. And just feel the effect of your body just letting go into this field of loving awareness. Being bathed in goodwill. And let this wide lens of awareness, just gather a little bit to the area around your head and lovingly glide or guide your attention along the contours of your face, sensing the skin, the muscles and the bones of the face. Each gentle movement of your attention along the contours of your face, let it be like a caress of loving kindness. Lovingly guiding your attention along the contours of your, the top of your head, and along the back of your head, sensing the hair and the scalp and the, the skull. Each little movement of your attention like a caress of loving kindness.
Lovingly caressing the neck area, sensing the skin, muscles, and the bones of the neck. Caressing the shoulders, skin, muscles, bones. Cascading down your arms, biceps and elbows, forearms and hands, down to the tips of the fingers. Caressing lovingly and sensing the skin and the muscles and the bones of the arms. These arms just cared for with loving attention. Lovingly caressing the back body, the upper torso, lower back area, skin, muscles and bones, lovingly caressing the front of the torso, top part, upper and the lower. Skin and flesh and muscles and bones. Each gentle movement, a caress of kindness. Kind attention to the hips, the pelvic area. Caressing the thighs and the knees and the shins and the calves the ankles and the feet, down to the tips of the toes. Sensing the skin and the flesh and the muscles and the bones of the legs. Until our whole body has been caressed and rests in a field of loving attention, a field of metta. And one last time, dropping into this field of loving attention, words that express that wish for ourselves. May I be happy and peaceful. Sensing peace and happiness. May I feel safe with myself and safe with others. May I have health and strength and grace in the face of my limitations. And may I have ease of well-being.
And similarly to turning a light on in a dark room, let that feeling of loving kindness radiate throughout this room, throughout this center, throughout this valley, to all beings in all circumstances, in all situations everywhere. May all beings be bathed and caressed with loving attention, have happiness and peace and safety, grace and ease and health. May all beings be touched by loving kindness. May all beings be liberated, the highest happiness. If a feeling of metta arises right now of goodwill, just dwell in that feeling and let it gladden your heart. Enjoy your loving heart. If you, if you can stay in the room and just maybe refresh your posture or something, stand up and shake it out a little bit and then sit back down, we can just sit quietly and you can either continue this, this uh, practice of self-metta or just imbue your mindfulness practice with this quality of loving kindness as we if you need to make a, uh, do a, as what Don calls a bio break, feel free. But we will sit till 5.30 and I'll hit the gong. Just know that you're on your own. Thanks for your attention and your participation.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.